Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roten. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Ramey, we're back. It's been a while, but we are finally back. Yes, sir. It has been a minute. Things got in the way, but we are back and better than ever. What's up? Well, we're back in the middle of playoffs. It's yes, sir. Scary. Or as if Grizzlies and Utah Jazz, it's a scary tied one-to-one. Yes, sir. And Grizzlies took game one, Utah took game two. So this episode is being recorded previously or prior to game three, but because it's Friday, May 28th. But the other night, we saw Donovan Mitchell return, and he kind of killed us. He Funny did. thing about that is you and I were talking a couple of days before, and we're like, no, we don't think it'll happen. We don't think he'll come out the gate strong. We don't think he'll – we think it'll be a little 15-point game. We were totally wrong. Dude went three for three in the first five minutes of three-pointers. Yeah, he he hit, he ended up hitting five threes. Um, I definitely thought he would have a lot of rust, especially being out for like 17 games or so, but he came back swinging. But I will say that it would have been a totally different game had Dylan and Jonas not gotten in foul trouble early. Oh, it would have been a much different game because that's what hurt us. They couldn't play the whole rest of the first quarter. They, I don't think they could have came in early in the second quarter, but they did. Yeah. But, it was almost to where they couldn't come in until like five minutes to go till halftime. Yeah. See, that's where it stung us. And so you yeah. just, I guess we got to learn how to work around the young guys. For sure. If they weren't in the, if they weren't available to play in that game. Yeah. But Desmond Bain filled the role well by hitting some threes. Same with DeAnthony Melton. And Kyle Anderson, man, I love his three-point shot. But Grayson Allen, that, I don't know. He's got to do something about those threes. He wasn't yeah. making yeah, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't been in He here. got a clear, open, fast break pass from Kyle Anderson, and he dropped the ball out of the palm of his hand, and it rolled out of bounds. Yeah. And then he did the same thing later on in the game. I think it was a pass from either Ja or Grayson. I mean, not Ja or Grayson. Ja or DeAnthony or someone again. And he, he tried to do a fancy no-look behind-the-back layup, and he missed. Yeah. And Bill Bear just grabbed it. Yep, it's it was one of those nights. But we do have to say, uh, we now have a new franchise record holder in uh, yes, most we do. game. Don Morant put up forty-seven points. That's insane. So I mean, that's that is a bright spot of the of that night. And Josh seems pretty confident in these boys moving forward. So I, I'm feeling all right after game two still. And he took second, and I believe it. What was it? NBA. Playoff scoring points or something? Yeah, in his first two games. Uh, down two, he put up the number up, on the screen yeah. was 73. Yeah. It was 75. Yeah, uh, I don't George know why they just didn't like let him roll it out the clock and just hit a three. They were all – Dylan was just dribbling the ball out. I would have just let Jaw break history in there. Well, he, he did try. He missed it. It came off – it clanked oh. off the rim. But, I mean, still 73 points in his first two playoff games. That's cold letter right there. Only oh, behind that, George definitely. Mike. So. You're in front of guys like Luca, LeBron, uh, Magic, Jordan. Like he's he's in some elite yeah. company right now. So well, we've also got some other games going on as well. Uh, not to cut you off. I know you're good. We've got uh, the Suns, Lakers, the Clippers, Mavs. Yeah, looking kind of bad for the Clippers side. Yeah, um, first two games, 
in LA, lose both of them. Now you're going back to American Airlines Center with a, a near near full capacity for the Mavericks fans. So yeah, it's it's looking it's looking rough. I think the Mavs. My, I don't know. The Clippers have to win at least. No, actually, not at least one. They have to win both because they want to go back to LA and win it. Yeah, but they want to. If you ever compete with the Lakers for a super team, you got to not be down 0-2 in your play- first playoff game in your arena with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Especially since they kind of tanked the last few games to not play the Lakers. So you you already tried to tank those games and then get to the more favorable matchup, and then you're already down 2-0. That's not looking good at all. And the Kawhi's a free agent, so if they lose – Kawhi might be gone too, so it's looking really rough for the Clippers right now. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he'll be at the Lakers this year. No, nah, he I don't no, nah, he's not going to Lakers. I don't know where he's well, going. Well, no, I was just saying that because of you know a couple of summers ago that was the oh, whole yeah. rumor, and then he pulled him and went to the Clippers and shocked everybody by tr- acquiring Paul George, telling him to get traded there. And yeah, that whole saga. We all great. thought that was going to be a super team fight where it was like who would be better, Lakers, Clippers, and then it obviously turned out Lakers are better because now they've added Andre Drummond and they've added other young pieces like Wesley Matthews and they've had Contavious Caldwell Pope, but they added guys in free agency. Wesley Matthews is not the youngest of the bunch, not, not to cut you off. No, I mean, no, yeah. I'm just saying guys they've added. Oh, yeah, they, they've added some good pieces for sure. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, on my Montrez Harrell. So, yeah, he yeah. was tech last night on the bench. Yeah, he did. That that he was game was crazy. Ref. That game Dude, was pretty crazy. That was like that next game we went to. Everyone got ejected. Like the, no one knew what was happening. Yeah, Big Crowder yeah. got ejected. Devin Booker got ejected. Yeah, that was- almost got thrown out. I mean, he was yelling at the ref. So, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some other games going in the playoff world as well. We got we got the New York Knicks. Yes, I said that correctly. The New York Knicks are in the playoffs versus the Atlanta Hawks. Which I think might be the most interesting series of the bunch besides the Memphis series because that that whole series is insane right now. Which one? The Knicks-Hawks series. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so fun to watch because you got the New York-Kentucky Wildcats over there running (laughs) against the Atlanta Hawks and Ice Trey, Trey Young. Yeah, he's he's definitely embraced his uh villain role. He's getting mad over the crowd. You see, dude, like, it's talk. He is talking to them. He's saying, "I'll meet you in the A." Yeah, in Atlanta. Immediately mm-hmm. after game two, he said, "I'll see you in the A. I'll see you in the A." I thought that was dude. really dope, honestly. Dude, that got me hyped. Even though I'm not obviously I'm not a fan of them, but that just that got me stoked. Yeah, like, I was like, this was a game three to watch. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- this has been a very interesting series. Um. It's definitely like, been. He might go ahead and drop 50 on him then. Hey, like the way we'll, see, he's we'll see tonight. We'll see tonight. Yeah. He, he's definitely he's definitely put up a show. So it's been fun. All right. Well, we've got, also got some big news in the NFL world. Julio Jones. Yeah. He's down to Patriots and Titans. What are you thinking? Where do you think he'll go? Um, we do have the Titans as the only team that's offered a deal for Julio Jones and that they've they've been discussing a deal. But now the Titans are saying, it's a long shot. Yeah, I was at the. If you would ask me this at the beginning of the offseason, I would have probably said the Patriots just because they had a lot of money, but they got John U. Smith, uh, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, and a whole bunch of other pieces. So they locked up. They won free agency, definitely. Yeah, they, they got a lot of pieces. I mean, you've got 
you signed two starting tight ends. Yeah. One to become in and obviously be your tight end. And then I think either one's going to be the backup or you move them over to a receiver or a slot receiver type thing. And then Hunter Henry. They no, they they have a lot of they had a lot of two t- tight end sets with uh, Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez back in the day, so they'll probably replicate some of that offense. Yeah, and then you've got Cam Newton on a one year deal, another one year deal. Yeah, Phil, uh, which surprisingly came back on the Patriots because you know no one, everyone thought he was done. He didn't. They didn't like him. He would go. You know, I thought he would go to Washington and play with Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Yeah, I I was thinking he was actually going to stay one more year because he he didn't have a lot of pieces last year and it was as rough of a, of a season as it was. They still went seven and nine, so I think that'll be all right this coming up year. We'll see though. But it'll de- they're definitely loaded on offense. Yeah, they they they've definitely filled out the roles they need. They even got a speedy guy in Kendrick Bourne, I believe. Yeah. So I mean, and not even that. I mean, you've got like other young teams in the draft. I mean, you've got. Zach Wilson of the Jets, who looked at what they did in free agency with Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, and then in the draft you add Elijah Moore to that core, and you've got a young quarterback like Zach Wilson, a gunslinger arm. Yeah, the Jets didn't finally look like they have a plan of what they want to do. And you've got a great coaching staff in Robert Sala, who was the 49ers coordinator, and then you brought over LaFleur from 49ers as well. Yeah, got Mike LaFleur now, so. The brother of the Packers head coach. Matt LaFleur. Well, speaking of Packers – you got some news that happened on draft day. Aaron Rodgers requested a trade, supposedly. That's and a long he, time ago, yeah. And he hadn't showed up for any of his OTAs with the Packers so far. He's looks like he's vacationing on yeah, vacation he, over at a beach. Yeah, he's chilling with his with his uh fiance now. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Do you think Aaron Rodgers will be a Packer? Or do you think he'll get his wish granted and be traded or released or I honestly have no clue what's going to happen I really I really don't know he could be a Packer he could be a Bronco he could be a Raider he could be maybe a 49er that's a long shot but I know he's from San Francisco area so it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen with this Aaron Rodgers saga what do you what do you think yeah I mean it was just shocking to me because you wouldn't expect Aaron Rodgers out of all the quarterbacks that played last season to request a trade. And yeah. they say, hey, I want out of here. The day of NFL first-round draft. Yeah. It looked like – which, yes, I mean, he probably thought, you know, they never draft me a first-round receiver to throw to. They always go defense or they always go running back or something. Because, you know, they've never drafted a first – like everyone thought they were going to get Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, but they didn't. Obviously, the Jets got him. But – that's just – I think he got tired of it, and he knew they weren't going to do it by drafting a receiver. So he just said, you know what, I'm done. I want to go play somewhere else where I can play with a couple of great receivers rather than just one and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, I, I know – from what I know, tensions have always kind of been been hostile with him in the organization, but then uh, the Jake Kumro, I think, how you pronounce his last name, uh, the, the releasing of him kind of set him off. I'm, why I'm not for sure, but that's just what I heard. But um, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Well, we've also got some other NFL draft things that's happened. So it looked like it set a trend by drafting your former teammates. So Joe Burrow got paired up with Jamar Chase again. Jalen Waddle got paired up with Tua Tagovailoa again down in Miami. 
And then what are the other ones that happened? There's a lot more that happened. I mean, I just can't think of them all. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was just a trendsetter, it looked like. For sure. But speaking of the NFL, uh, for next season, um, they're expecting full stadiums. 30 of the 32 teams, for now at least, have uh, said that they would like to have full stadiums. How do you feel about that, Robert? I feel excited about that because I can actually go back to a game. You know, my first NFL game was two seasons ago, the season right before the COVID pandemic season. But, no, I was there the week. It was Mariota's last week as a starter versus Buffalo Bills. And the next Sunday was the game Titans at Broncos. And it was Montanio got his first action in the game. And then after that became full permanent starter. That yeah, kind of yeah. that kind of made me mad because you know that whole game I was like put Tannehill in put Tannehill in and I had seen him warming up on the sideline and I was thinking oh he's coming in but you know we had made that big deal and trade for him and so I thought it was just going to be from there out there on out man it's done Tannehill you're our starter but it didn't happen that way yeah but your team I know it's, your trade that trade is going to happen in a while but you landed Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. Yeah. And then now in Detroit, Todd Gurley is visiting with the Lions and maybe with Jared Goff. Yeah, best of luck to them. Would you want to see that reunite? I mean, I think think it'd be kind of cool. We play them week seven, so, I mean, obviously, if we get to see two familiar faces, it'd be nice to see. Obviously, I want the win. Yeah. Is it at L.A. or is it at Detroit? Um, It's in Detroit. It's Dan Campbell. Man, he's firing them up. A lot of those press conferences he's been doing, things he's been saying, it's kind of got everyone jumping down there in Detroit. Yeah, he's he's got everybody rocking. Oh, and then uh, we had some news this week. Adam Vinatieri announced he's retiring. Yeah. Uh, it's in L.A., by the way. Not to cut you off. But, yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, that. That's, that's pretty crazy. He said it on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Shout out Pat McAfee show for <laughs> one of your listeners. But, yeah, I mean, that's another big, like, former big – NFL star who's been in the league forever. I don't think he played this past season because he was a free agent, but he'd always been one of the enemies of the Titans because he obviously played for the Colts. But, you know, he's just one of those amazing guys that can do it all type players. He hit the game when you field goal against us in the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't want it. Boo, boo. Yeah. But, no, uh, wish him the best. He had a long career. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer just because – of who he is. So what are your thoughts about the idea of the playing games in the midseason tournament? Okay, so I'll be honest. At first, I was honestly kind of anti-playing because of how how the season was. I mean, it's it was probably one of the most tiring seasons for these players, but uh, the playing games were so successful and they were so interesting that it was honestly pretty fun to watch. Like I said, I know it's going to be really tough on the players because – they played all this year just to be potentially be bounced in and the playing just having one game. But I mean, the entertainment value was out of this world. I mean, you saw that late, that Warriors Lakers game, that was one of the best games of the year. So yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, it's definitely, I don't know. I don't, I kind of like it and I don't like it 50, yeah. 50 it because, you know, I don't think you say you're all season or so you've been in the five, either the five or seven seed, one of those categories or one of those seedings. And then toward the end of the season, 
you fall out because of that little tournament deal or that playing, and then you lose that one game or something, and the other team has to win. Or no, you have to win two, and the other team has to win one. Yeah, exactly. And then that night is like the night your star guy was like out with either COVID or with a rolled ankle or just anything, and like a jam finger or whatever it is. I mean, it just can hurt you in any way. Oh yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree with that sentiment. But um, I mean, without the playing tournament, the Grizzlies would not be in the playoffs right now. So yeah, I'll take that as a as a plus for sure. Well, I also just found out veteran offensive lineman Jared Veld here retired from NFL following six game suspension. Dang. And then also, oh, there's also been some. I saw. Uh, I mean, John Morant's been speaking about it. Russell Westbrook's been speaking about it. About the fans. About the fans that dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook's head, and then as he limped off injured, and then as well as the fan that spit. There was a, someone that spit on someone in the Knicks Hawks game. Yeah, someone spit on Trey Young, and then yeah, I fans. just think that's so disgusting to think yeah. about. And it's yeah. like, why would you do that? Yeah, what makes you want to do that. And it's, now you're Trey Young's lucky he's not in like health and safety protocols or something. Yeah, that would that would suck. That would suck for real. But it's 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 kind of sucks. It kind of puts a bad rap for those fans because I I know like whole fan bases aren't necessarily bad. There's good people in fan bases, but those few people put bad names on a whole fan base, and it it sucks because last year we were complaining about no fans and all that. And then we have fans back, and then this is what this is what we have. So it it really does suck that that we have to deal with this. But hopefully, everything will be smooth sailing and entertaining for the from here on out, and nothing too bad will happen. Yeah. Well, also wanted to give a quick shout out to Christian Brothers High School winning state and soccer. For sure. So shout out to you all. Want to be. Say congratulations to your team and winning. Yeah, shout out to Christian Brothers. With this hard season that everyone's been dealing with, with limited fans or no fans at all. For sure. You wear a mask around everybody. Yeah. Just congrats on winning it. Like we said, if you can, do it again next year if y'all are able to. But if if not, just know y'all did it the previous season. So it's you're, not everyone can be a back-to-back, but you've got your one. So yeah, kudos to y'all. Well, Remy, I mean, playoffs are playoffs are kind of up on the way up from here. Oh yeah, these playoffs are very interesting. It's just getting started. Oh, for sure. So let's talk. Let's go back to the Grizzlies. So, Young Dolph. We found out Young Dolph is playing halftime of Game Three Saturday at FedEx Forum. Hopeful, hopefully for a Grizz win to pull it out the lead two to one. You know what? My dream scenario is we win both games here in Memphis. That'd be dope. We go to Utah. We they lose one game or so, and we come back here and win it four to two. So, so went out game six here in Memphis. I'm good with that. Went in in front of the fans. Now that that sounds like a win to me. It is the perfect scenario because now obviously we can't sweep. I mean, if we do, I'd be happy if we go at four to one. Like, oh, yeah. me out. But I'm but just saying, it would be cool. Four, four to two just seemed like the more ideal, realistically scenario of what can happen. I, I do think it it has like a sweeter feeling to win in front of your fans. Oh, most definitely. I mean, that same same thing with the bubble last year. Like when the Lakers won the championship, like they had no fans in the arena. Yeah, but they, they last night just had their first playoff game in that arena since Kobe Bryant and 
Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, first playoff oh. win since uh, 2012. Oh, yeah, no, not Shaquille O'Neal, but yeah. Uh, yeah, since 2012. I mean, that's still pretty big. That's a lot. About nine, nine, about nine years, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty exciting for the Laker fans. I mean, you can never tell who's a real Laker fan in that building. <laughs> but it's exciting for the city. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, I mean, you've got with the Grizzlies series, you've got Donovan Mitchell's back. You've got Jordan Clarkson, who just won sixth man of the year. Yep, yep. You've got the former conductor of Memphis, Mike Conley. Yep. Making a, re- a return to Memphis. I'm sure it's going to be kind of sad for him and coming home to play a playoff game in the FedEx form again. Yeah. Used to playing. I'm just hoping we have our Grizz alumni at home, like Zebo, Tony Allen. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll represent somehow. No, we won't have Mark Gasol because obviously he's a Laker. But I was just saying if we can try to get as many former Grizz to show up just to support John Morant and the Grizzlies and Coach Jenkins and his staff. And I think it will just be really awesome just to show show the Jazz what Utah's about. I mean, no, show the Jazz what Memphis is about. Yeah, they already know what Utah's about. They yeah. live there. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying, yeah. So just it'll be an amazing vibe. I mean, it'll be the best atmosphere, a playoff atmosphere. There's nothing better than that. And you'll just crowd tiles will be up high in the air all night, waving them, letting them fly. I mean, it'll be FedEx form will be rocking. Oh, yeah, for sure. 55 percent. So it's going to be it'll be loud. Yeah. About 10,000 roaring Grizzlies fans. That sounds like a a I'll say you hear me. Yeah, that's it's gonna be dope. John Morant is gonna be rocking that game. I hope so. I, ho- I hope, I hope nobody gets into foul trouble early. I hope it's just a simple game, not simple game, but just a normal game where we're not in foul trouble until the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that it goes smooth sailing for us and that we can pull out the W for sure. Well, it's been a great time getting to talk to you again finally. Most definitely. Now, John Morant, John's dad doesn't reward losing. Morant yeah. tweeted, it wasn't enough after a 47-point game after he knew his dad would have had the same message after the loss. So, yeah, Grizz fans, show up, show out, throw the grouse house in the air, let them fly, and let's get this win against the Jazz this series. Let's do it. Let's leave Memphis 3-1. to one. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, everyone, don't forget to watch the rest of the NBA playoffs. Yes, sir. Whoever your team is, hopefully y'all win, but hopefully we win as well. Hopefully you're not a Jazz fan. Hopefully you guys lose. Hopefully you're not a Jazz fan. You heard it right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Robert Roden. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop. And we got them high clocks. And we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the